Welcome to People Data Insights. This is Paul Ryman, uh, founder and managing partner of Novo Insights, where we help people themes think differently to make a bigger impact in their organization. This is a great time to be in the people business. Uh, between regulation and opportunity around pay transparency, or whether that's the explosion of new technologies that make you think differently about how work gets done and who does it. This is a, a, a tremendous time to be in our space. <clears throat> you know, and today I want to talk about uh, a little bit more around the explosion of artificial intelligence. It's obviously a topic I've been passionate about and writing about and uh, speaking about for a long time. And you know, this is sort of like the Super Bowl or Christmas Day uh, for for geeks like me who are really into it. Um, you know, it's not so much about today talking through what it is, what it isn't. I feel like we've covered that. Um, in the last episode, we talked a little bit about some of the practical applications for people teams in the near term. Um, today, I want to talk a little bit more around, you know, how do you engage with the ecosystem, right? In this era of explosion of, of AI and, you know, a GPT tagline has to be on every, you know, marketed people tech product at this point. Um, how do you engage with the ecosystem? What do we need to be thinking about? So today we're going to talk about the five key questions you need to be asking your people tech vendors as they introduce uh, and, and look to get you to utilize their AI-driven technology. So to, to start off, let's talk for a moment about some of the hesitation around AI adoption, right? Recently, there's been an open letter calling for a pause um, in AI development, uh, just so we can get our arms around what's going on, right? Um, and, and there's some well-known signatories of that letter. We won't go into depth on who they are and how we feel about them. But the, the premise is there's some smart folks, accomplished folks, who feel like we're moving too fast. And you know, one of the key statements from the letter is that powerful AI systems should be developed only once we are confident that their effects will be positive and their risks will be manageable. So the question is, are we, are we there? Right? Are we confident that their effects will be positive and their risks will be manageable? Um, you know, my view, personal view, is, is, is yes. Um, you know, it's not practical to pause, and we do see the, the benefits that are possible. Um, the question is, what are the risks? And you know, I think it's important to know this big explosion of, of AI at this point is not so much about what some would call artificial general intelligence, which is, you know, computers and robots exactly thinking and creating and ideating like humans. You know, these are really the generative AI boom at this stage is about tools that are good at generating text, you know, based on other text that it processes, given some rules it is given or it learns with some human validation. So I feel like there's a couple of fail-safe points in there that if we ask the right questions and we challenge the robots the right way, that we can mitigate the risks and manage the risks that can be created. Um, you know, many will talk about, of course, there will be nefarious uses. There were nefarious uses of every other major technology breakthrough, certainly in my lifetime. Um, you know, yep, I'm going to get some email spam that is AI generated and, and created, absolutely. Uh, but I've been getting that already you know, in, in other forms. So there will be, you know, impacts, there will be issues to manage, uh, but they are manageable is my personal perspective. Um, that said, we do need to recognize and acknowledge that there are risks. So while, you know, we're all wild and crazy about what AI can accomplish, I'm excited about the tools that I'm already using uh, that are AI powered. You know, we do need to think critically about how those algorithms are, are created 
how we adopt them and how we use them. So over the past few weeks, you know, as a number of announcements about generative AI and HR have come to market, I've received a lot of questions about how people leaders need to respond and interact with these vendors. So whether it's a new vendor to you or a new AI feature from an existing vendor, um, you know, what do we need to be asking? How do we need to think critically about what this you know, thing is and what this thing isn't? So as I mentioned, we're going to talk today about the top five questions that you need to ask your people tech vendors about their latest AI technology. I'll admit, like five is kind of a, a cheating feature here, because uh, some of them have sub-questions. They're really five topical areas, but we'll, we'll capture them each as, like, as a headline question and talk about why we need to ask that question, maybe frame up some examples about what you might hear or what we've heard in the past when asking these questions, even prior to this boom in artificial intelligence. So question number one. Uh, is what data was used to train the model, right? So let's remember that all of these uh, AI tools start with math. There's algorithms, mathematics behind it that are essentially prediction engines in most circumstances. So trying to predict what should I say, what word should I write, what picture is most similar to this, you know, what word can I find in this document that is relevant to the words you're asking me to find. So they're prediction engines that are fueled by mathematical models. Those models are trained by data. So there's a data set that is being used to develop how that prediction works. So you need to understand what is that data? Is it your data? Is it general data? ChatGPT is trained on the internet, essentially. So lots of general data. There are other tools, particularly in the people space, that are trained on essentially applicants or LinkedIn profiles or other public social profiles or... Um, you know, just different sources of information about people is often being used to train the robots in the people tech space. You know, it might be your data, right? There are certainly um, applications where vendors are just looking at the data that exists within your tenant of their system or within your version of their system. Um, so you want to ask that question, like what is being used to train the model? Um, how is that data sourced? So if it isn't just your data, if it's general data, you may want to understand where did it come from? Um, you know, certainly in an age of data privacy, we want to understand, um, you know, what consents were given. Do people know how they're being used or how their uh, features are being used to power this uh, artificial intelligence? Along the, that with the data, you know, it's a sub-question really of, how the, of what data was used. It's how was it trained? Um, you know, there are different algorithms that can be used. And Really, what you're behind the question behind the question is how do you know that the quality of the data is there, right? So there's lots of bad information on the internet too. There's lots of fake resumes. There's lots of sort of overinflated words and titles. So how do we know that the data being used to train the model was clean or was appropriate or was relevant to the case that we think it is? Were there humans looking at it and saying, okay, yeah, this looks valid? Or was it just the model sort of in an unsupervised way, meaning it's discovering its own relationships? You know, was that how it was created? There's no right or wrong answer there. It's more understanding how did they go about ensuring, you know, high-quality data set was used to develop these algorithms. This will also shape kind of the context um, and the content that it can provide. So if a model is trained on general data, um, like ChatGPT being trained on the internet, you know, if you're going to ask it a question, 
it, it can only answer questions based on the text that it has. So if I ask it a benefit question, what is my deductible? It doesn't know. It'll tell me what a deductible is, right? That's publicly consumable. But since it's not trained on my own policies or my company's programs, it, it can't answer the questions about my company's programs. It answers the general questions. Whereas if it's being trained on more local data, things that are in my tech stack or my program documents in some way, then it will be able to answer more specific questions. So you know, that's, that's one of the why reasons that you need to ask about the data being used to train the model. Question number two is a related question, and it's how will my data be used in the delivery of services to me and to others? Right. So this is thinking about as you are entering information or as it's working with your systems, consuming your data to then make predictions based on the data that has been trained on, how is that data going to be used? Um, whether it's in refining your own model or whether it's in refining their broader model that's used by other customers. You know, privacy and security considerations are really worth pausing on here, you know, given the broader data protection and data privacy issues in the climate. Um, and since these new technologies are new to everyone, it's just worth thinking about how did they employ normal protections that might exist around any solution when it comes to data privacy and data protection. You know, even the you know, the ubiquitous chat GPT had a little issue with, you know, prompts and answers being seen by others, right? They confirmed that there were leaks of conversation histories. You know, that happens, unfortunately, when technologies explode in scale at the rate that they did. It's unprecedented. Um, so not to justify it, but it's, it's a real consideration that how that data, since it's all being commingled, that's the only way these algorithms work, is if it's one big database, since that data gets commingled, how then does it get used and exposed to others? Um, you know, and you, you may or may not be comfortable with the answers that come about, right? So if you think about traditionally, um, you know, if you've in the compensation space, you've chosen to participate in a compensation survey, you know that your data that you're supplying is going to be aggregated and then shared with others. Some of the more modern tools around, um, you know, real-time data, as it's called, are the same thing, right? You're not just getting benchmarks for free, <laughs> right, where you are just saying, okay, tell me what to pay this role. You know, it's also grabbing your data and putting it in that data set, and it's the same consent. You need to be aware that your data is being used to inform how others are looking at the world. Um, the questions that you ask a chatbot, you know, the way that you frame them, the the words you use, the you know, potential secrets, uh, trade secrets, or, you know, pr company proprietary information that are included in those questions, you know, could end up being used to train, you know, how another company's response is generated. So just think about how your data fits into their model. Well, the training data from question one that, you know, by definition doesn't include your data since you're, um, you know, not a customer of that technology yet, you know, how will then the data be incorporated and used in the delivery of services for you and for others. Question number three then is about how, you know, whether it's with your data, other data, et cetera. But question number three is how is the model monitored and improved as data continues to grow? So if you think about, you know, ChatGPT is a good example, right? <clears throat> at, it, at its launch, if you asked it about itself, it didn't know anything about itself because it was trained on data, you know, a data set that was frozen at a certain point in time. Um, so if you think about how that might apply in the in the HR space, there, you know, a, a chat GPT prompt writer is a real thing now, right? People who are skilled in asking chatbots the right questions to generate 
optimal responses and content. That's a skill that ChatGPT itself doesn't know about because <laughs> it didn't exist when the model was being trained. Um, so these, you know, the data ecosystem around all these solutions is constantly evolving. So it's a question about how will the model kind of learn and improve as it grows. And a kind of a zinger question you can ask within this is what metrics are used to evaluate the system's effectiveness, right? How do you know that the quality of the model is improving? You don't want to buy something that's great now, but degrades over time because it's not, you know, refining and, and having that real-time refinement in an appropriate way. Um, so understand sort of what measures are used to determine, is the model getting better? Are we monitoring it and managing it in the right way? Question number four is how transparent and traceable is the model being used? So, you know, can the AI solution give clear examples of how it's generating its recommendations or decisions? Um, you know, can a human, can an individual understand, you know, in non-mathematical terms if necessary to really, you know, understand, well, how did it get to this response? A story I tell here is, you know, sometimes what you think it is doing can be indicative of something else. Um, and you want to make sure you know how it's generating that outcome. So uh, the story I tell is, you know, my father, who's, you know, a little older than me, obviously, by definition, um, you know, but when he was looking for a role, didn't have the trust in the talent marketplace to expose his age. He was trying to hide a little bit his, his age as he was nearing retirement. So he did a good job, in, in, in our opinion, of sort of sanitizing his resume to include relevant experience only, not going all the way back in time, you know, removing some dates, et cetera. Um, so in itself, you know, a, a, a robot looking at that resume wasn't going to necessarily see him as old, or a human might not necessarily see him as old, his words. Um, the challenge, of course, is his email address, of course, was on there. And, um, you know, it, it was at AOL.com. You know, no uh, no offense to those of you with AOL addresses, but odds are if you're under 30, you don't have an AOL address. Um, and odds are those of you who have AOL addresses are probably older than 45 or 50, um, just by nature of email evolution over time and what providers existed when email addresses got first created. So being able to see in a model that, you know, this resume was selected or not selected, for what reason? Is it because it sees at AOL.com, and that's been associated with workers who've left in the past. Well, that might be true because those workers are getting older. You know, so the, the robot might exclude that resume because of that feature. You want to know that. You want to know that that's how it got to that conclusion because you might not be comfortable with that conclusion. Um, and you want to be able to see that in a traceable and explainable way. You know, that's sort of the avoiding bias example, and we'll get more on to that in a second. But there are other things. You just want to know how is it finding that answer? Um, you know, which skills did this tool identify that made this person a leading candidate? <clears throat> Not just are they the leading candidate, um, but what is it that made it there? You know, was it certain words in their resume? Was it certain, you know, companies? You know, just whatever needs to be highlighted and understood, you want to make sure that the solution provides that level of transparency and traceability so you can be comfortable with how it is adding intelligence to your process. And then question number five is, what ethical principles are employed and how is bias being managed? So this was hinted at here in the last question. Um, you know, but we know that because um, these models are being trained on data, if that data has bias in it in some fashion, then the model's going to be biased. 
you know, and we talked in the last episode about the Workday case. Um, there will be others where um, there's concern or that action will be taken, presuming that there's bias and inappropriate treatment that comes out of these models and systems. So you'll want to know kind of what measures are in place to test and mitigate, you know, both avert and subtle biases in these systems. Um, you know, and is there an, a mechanism for human intervention in case the AI generates sort of unexpected or biased outcomes? So if we see that these things are happening, I'll go back to the at AOL.com email example. If we see that that's being identified as a feature for workers who are likely to attrit and as a result, um, you know, don't hire this person, um, is there a way to override it and say, no, nah, I don't want that feature to be there. I want to exclude that element because that in itself has a correlate to age, we believe. Um, there may be other things about addresses and, you know, where do those addresses show up in your part of town might be indicative of race or ethnicity um, or socioeconomic status. And you may not want that to be a featured reason that you select talent, promote talent, uh, et cetera. So you want to know how did the vendor approach ethically using data and monitoring its algorithms to make sure that bias is mitigated as much as possible. Um, you know, just to, to be clear, this is a hard one for everybody because sometimes we don't even know what data will be biased. Um, you know, I've picked examples where somebody can look at it and say, okay, that, that makes sense. We probably don't want to do that. And obviously, obvious factors are obvious factors. Um, but there may be other correlates that you're not aware of that the model is picking up on. Um, so you just want to make sure you probe deeply on how have they thought about it. And if there's, you know, a lot of robust thinking, then it's, you know, at least they've done their, their, their homework. <laughs> um, but if it's more, yeah, we don't include race and age, um, that probably isn't enough. There probably needs to be a more holistic framework that speaks to why and how did they look at uh, bias that may or may not exist within the data. So those are five key questions. Uh, just repeat them here real quick. But five key questions that you want to make sure you're asking your people tech vendors as they are approaching you about new solutions. So that was question one. You know what data was used to train the model. Two. How will my data be used in the delivery of services to me and to others? Three. How is the model monitored and improved as data continues to grow? Four. How transparent and traceable is the model being used? And five. What ethical principles are employed? And how is bias being managed? As you move into this you know, uncertain ecosystem, feel free to reach out. This is a, a hallmark of, of what we are doing here at Novo Insights is monitoring what's going on in the people tech space, thinking deeply about what are the right solutions for the right use cases. Um, we have a, a level of expertise in helping you build the business case and select the right partners to accomplish your business objectives. So feel free to reach out. Uh, at any point, if you've got questions about the ecosystem, we're also working on creating a, an inventory of the tools that exist in certain spaces. It's a, it's a massive job, so give us time, but we'll certainly be, be starting in you know, certain sectors of the ecosystem and providing more intelligence to the community around what tools are available to them and how to pick the right tools. So feel free to reach out at any point if you have any questions about that. If you've appreciated... Uh, listening to People Data Insights. As always, give us a like uh, in your favorite podcast platform. Share our episodes on LinkedIn. We appreciate that. Uh, but once again, thank you for listening and until next time.